Hello everyone, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Jillian. And we are the hosts of the OK <laughs> Drama Podcast. We're two sleepy friends. Recap and break down K-dramas one episode at a time. Hello. Hi, Hi Jill. Uh, it is not that late at night. No. But we've had a very tiring day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just finished practicing. Because mm-hmm. guess what, guys? We're also in a band together. Yeah. We're hustling. In case you didn't know. Uh, we do things. We do do things. But my ears are kind of ringing from, yeah. like... Practice. Uh, yeah. And then I think just the overall day of being, like, stuck at work. And exhausted and yeah, doing thing after thing after thing. Yeah, I had a long day at work. I've had, like, a long week at work, and I was like, I can't believe it's only Wednesday. Yep. Uh, and, like, literally, I just want to lay down and watch TV. Uh-huh. And I can't do that. I know. Because I got things to do. I know. But one They're of the fun th- things, most what? of them. One of the fun things is talking about dramas, uh-huh. which we're about to do right now. Yes. Today, we're going to be talking about... The K2, continuing our mm-hmm. series with episodes 5 and 6. Yes. Um, last week, I think we were saying, we really like this drama mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. Has it's that fun. changed for you with these two episodes? Um, I'm still interested in it, definitely. Intrigued. I'm still having fun watching it. Um... I'm still interested in the full story of, like, the backstory of what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it, it's no Hotel de Luna. Right. And we are still fairly early on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it does take a while for, like, chemistry to mm-hmm. happen. But it is also one of those things where we are at... We're done with episode six at this point, and I still don't feel like there's chemistry with anybody. Like, I don't yeah. care if any of these people. Maybe is it is this maybe not that kind of drama? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. And you know, like I I know that this is a lot of people's favorite drama, so I'm not trying to like shit on like your favorite thing. You know, if this if you're listening and this is your favorite drama, like maybe um. When we get into seven and eight, like something will happen, and you'll totally like fall in love. Probably, I feel like I feel like you <laughs> tend to have that happen. Or I'm like, I don't know about this. And then you're like, oh my god, it's so good. I love them together. <laughs> you're perfect. That that does tend to happen with mm-hmm. me. Uh, I will admit. So yeah, I'm excited. But after watching these two, I was like, okay, interesting. I mean, I definitely enjoyed these two episodes. I watched most of it at work. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Alex and I watched them on a Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. one right after the other. And I think Alex is still also hung up on Hotel de Luna. Uh-huh. And I think in his mind, he's thinking, it well, it's no Hotel de Luna. Like, Alex <laughs> loved that drama. That's funny. So. First of all, Andrew has totally stopped watching the K2. Uh-huh. <laughs> Second of all, there's no way in fucking hell I could get him to watch two episodes back to back. No. Even if he liked it, no fucking way. He would need a break. And then Andrew's I'm just so there twiddling my interesting. Like, Alex and I are so like we just watch TV all the fucking time. Like that's yeah. all we do. Oh my god, I just need to go to y'all's house. Yeah, because like, please feel free. All I want to do is just lay there for like six hours straight. 
and watch a series. Just the same show. Not even change it up. Just let me watch the whole fucking thing. Oh, oh, sweetie. That was me with 100 Days My <laughs> Prince like, last weekend. We're Holy still, fuck. We're still watching RuPaul's show, AJ and the Queen. We haven't gotten through it because I can't get Andrew <laughs> to fucking sit down with me and I want to watch it so bad. Oh my god. Yeah, you keep talking like on this one episode, you're like you're, you talk as if you haven't finished it yet. And I, I was haven't. Think, no. I was thinking like... How many episodes are there? How has she not finished because it Because it's like 45 minutes. It's uh-huh. longer up. And he just can't get through it. And I'm like, please, just watch it with me. He doesn't seem super invested, so honestly, I could probably just watch it alone. Uh-huh. But I don't want to start watching alone. And then it's like, I watched the whole thing. And he's like, oh, okay. That's kind of what happened to me with Marvelous Mrs. Maisel with Alex. I'm, not, I'm still not caught up on the season two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, I was like, I really want to watch it. I really want to watch it. And I was like, okay. And then, like, we just never did. And I was like, I'm watching it without you, like, mm-hmm. season one. And it's really good. And I want to watch seasons two and three, but I just can't seem yeah. to prioritize it right now. I know. Like, the new season of Sabrina is on Netflix. And mm-hmm. I haven't watched that because I never get to finish watching Grace and Frankie. And I never get to finish watching AJ and the Queen. <laughs> Grace and Fairy, I watch on my own. It doesn't watch, but like I just don't have time mm-hmm. with like all this practice and everything. Mm-hmm. And then AJ and the Queen, I'm fucking waiting. And Sabrina, I don't watch with Andrew, but I, I want to watch the other shows first because it, it's too much. It's I know. too many shows, y'all. I know. And then I have like <sighs> my fucking long ass list of dramas that mm-hmm. I want to watch. And I'm thinking, okay, which one should I wait to watch with Jill? But realistically, we only do like six series a year. Yeah. So like. <laughs> And there are so many new ones that I think look really good mm-hmm. that I want to watch with you for the podcast. Yeah, to be current. Yeah, to be current. Like, there's this one. I forget what it's going to be called. Okay, well, there's one out right now called Psychopath Diaries, mm-hmm. where it's about someone who finds the journal of, like, I think a psychopath murderer person, and he, like, picks it up and, like, is like what the fuck, but he like has it on his person, mm-hmm. and then he like gets into an accident and has amnesia and starts reading this journal, thinking it was his <laughs> journal. That's that funny. that's just the synopsis mm-hmm. of whatever. So that probably doesn't happen until fucking episode four or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like that one sounds interesting. And then there's one coming up that's a new one that hasn't been released yet. That is about a a person. So there's, like, a detective and his girlfriend, and the detective, I think, is trying to catch the serial killer who was childhood sweethearts with his girlfriend. Oh, or something like that. So, like, serial killer love triangle? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, so many, so much stuff coming up. That's to say, we have no time, and it's <laughs> frustrating. <laughs> so, yeah. But the K2. Yes, let's get into it. Yeah, totally. Oh, him. I'll go ahead and start us off. Episode 5. Cool, cool, cool. We start with Jeha on the balcony, starting to smoke. So this is where we left off on 4. Mm-hmm. He sees a light, then a shadow, and he, like, immediately flips out. Mm-hmm. He tries to call Miran, but she doesn't answer because she's totally knocked out and just, like, sprawled in her bed. She's not a cute sleeper. She's such a weird character. I kind of like her, but... I, I kind of like her, but I'm kind of like, ugh, <laughs> she's not. Alex, I think, said... That she's the only likable character so far. <laughs> and I was like, I wouldn't go that far, but... 
Yeah, she, I, don't, I don't think she's all that likable because she's very whiny, too. And like, I don't know. Yeah, I think, or maybe he said, maybe not likable, but I think she's, yeah, she's like the most entertaining. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, he tries to call her. She doesn't answer. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh, God damn it. He climbs up on the roof. He's ready to, like, fight some people. Mm-hmm. But then he sees it's just Anna, and she's got an teeny little kitten. Smaller than that kitten on episode one. Like, tiny little baby orange kitten. So small. I mean, this drama just wins points just for having kittens uh-huh. in more Absolutely. than one episode. Absolutely. Wow. Two so different cute. ones. Uh-huh. And this little baby, it's like it looks like it's drinking milk or something from a bowl, and then it finishes, and then it's like, and she's like, you can't eat this ramen. Mm-hmm. But then she puts it in her mouth and I guess like softens it and mm-hmm. then gives it to the kitten. And the kitten's so happy eating mm-hmm. the ramen. And then she's like, oh, your mom's calling you. Go to your mom. And the kitten's like walking on this roof. And I'm like, oh my God, this baby, like clumsy little kitten's going to fall off the roof. Yeah. Because it's like Spanish tile yeah. style or whatever. Terracotta. And if y'all have never been around teeny tiny itty bitty kittens they are clumsy as fuck yeah their legs don't really work they don't right. know how to use their body yet and i was so worried for this little baby <laughs> that's what alex said and i was like where is its mom i don't see its mom anywhere anna mm-hmm. you fucking liar he was like he sh- alex was like she should have helped the kitten down off the roof she gave a fuck she was eating her ramen crying about her uh-huh. dad um, Jaha watches her talk to the kitten and mm. she's remembering her mom daydreaming and she's crying um, she makes her way back into the house, and he follows her. And then we see that she put a heating pad instead of a rug to make it look like she's in bed, since the camera in her room is, like, a thermal sensor camera. Mm-hmm. And he realizes how she kind of got through, like, snuck out and stuff. Then he sneaks into the attic behind Anna, and he sees her set up. He sees her set up. Like? Like, in bed. As in, like, like all of, like, the shit that she has going on gotcha. in her room. Gotcha. Okay. Sorry. Yes, her setup. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's late, y'all. <laughs> Do you want to take it again, or should we leave that in? Um, I don't fucking care. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he sneaks into the attic. He's, like, watching her. He sees her whole setup deal, mm-hmm. her bedroom, yada, yada. Her heating pad. Her heating pad, <laughs> her knickknacks, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, he just basically makes sure she's okay. Mm-hmm. He looks around. He sees a picture of young Anna with both of her parents, including, you know, her famous politician daddy. Mm-hmm. Then the next morning, Miran wakes up, sees the missed call from Jeha. And at first, she's kicking herself for missing the call. But then she starts to wonder why he called. And then she gets all excited. And it's like, girl, he's never even, like, really, really talked to you. Yeah. He's not going to, like, call you to hit on you. In the, I mean, sometimes well, Well, to be fair, maybe she thought that he saw her get all, like, steamy. Yeah. But when it was actually the other guy. Yes, which we find out. Yeah. Well, she finds out. We already knew. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, which we find out right now, basically, right? Mm-hmm. She prepares a lunchbox for J-Hop, but when she stops by the security room, only K-1... The other bodyguard that looks kind of funny is there. <laughs> and he ends up eating. And then he mentions, like, are you, like, really hot all the time? Because I saw you and, like, you just looked hot. Like, like you were, like, sweaty or something. Uh-huh. And she's just like, what? Like, yeah. why were you looking at me? And she realizes that she, that's when she was unbuttoning and being, uh-huh. like, I don't Wearing know. Wearing her why short would shorts. You, why and... would you do that? Oh, 
whatever. It's embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. Also, like, you work for a security company. You know that other people can yes. see you. You you should know what the shift schedule is, too. Also, though, it seems like she's kind of dumb. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe it all tracks. Yeah, she makes, basically makes it seem like he's nasty and pervy for looking at her. Uh-huh. When she was flaunting her yabos and everything <laughs> <laughs> the security camera but it's just suddenly not okay because it's not the person she thought that was going to be watching her yeah even though it it's not like she had the whatever relationship with yeah. the person and and it's all fucked yeah. it's stupid so then we cut to assemblyman park park Kwansu, with his soccer team <laughs> at a restaurant after they finish eating, he gives the men a box of vitamins, oh, which are actually filled with cash. I was like, damn, that's, that's clever. Best kind of vitamin right there. That reminded me of fucking Search WWW, mm-hmm. where uh, the, like, shitty, terrible mother was, like, giving people fucking, like, yeah, boxes of juice or whatever, mm-hmm. vitamins, and then they open it. Yes. Or, like, in... I guess that was also search WWW where he has just that like bags of shopping bags of cash. Ready to pay people off. I mean, crazy. Um, so they're just kind of like whatever, schmoozing, paying people off. And then his secretary informs him about the death of Eugene's aunt who owns aunt. So Eugene's aunt, (laughs) she's dead. Her husband, (laughs) her, her husband, owns part of the conglomerate so it's like i fucking hate all these like family relationships i don't hate the story it's just very confusing Mm -hmm. to me like who owns what shares and it's hard to keep track who's quote-unquote more important yeah and so when we get to like the reading of the will part i really fucking skipped over a bunch of stuff (laughs) because i was like i don't know who's talking right Uh now and i don't really care who gets who shares and stuff like that so Mm Anyway, it's basically Park Kwon Su is just like drama. I do <laughs> have you seen that like Billy Porter thing of the hat, his like hat that he wore to the Grammys? Yes, yes. That was basically Park Kwon Su. <laughs> uh, right, exactly. So he's like, yes. Uh, Count me in. RSVP to that funeral. <laughs> we will be there. Um. Then we see that Jay Ha has been a little creep. And has been spying on him mm-hmm. from, like, a rooftop. Kind of keeping tabs on Park Kwon Su. Where does he have the time? Mm, I know. I'm like, mm-hmm. does this man not sleep? Mm-hmm. Uh, Eugene is all moody, getting ready for her aunt's funeral. And it's just kind of put her... Well, obviously, like, her relative died. Mm-hmm. Even though she doesn't seem that, like, broken up about mm-hmm. it. Um, but I think it's just kind of made her think, like, what will happen when I die? Because her her aunt didn't have any children of her own and basically Eugene was the only one to take care of her and you know women aging yeah and that whole thing uh chief Ju makes jaha go to the funeral and they talk about jaha's revenge plan on park kwan su um again like they're just putting a bunch of shit on jaha at this point like mm-hmm. you're gonna be here you're gonna be here whatever Uh, Once they get to the funeral, other JSS agents inform them that they have been banned from entering. So, like, I guess they call, like, the whole fucking security team to go to this funeral for them. Because there's, like... Too many people. Yeah, there's, like, 12 men, like, just standing in front of this, like, 
temple mm-hmm. b- not being allowed to go in crazy um on the way to the funeral seijin tells yujin she must be excited to acquire her own shares in the company and she's not sure the family will give everything up easily and they share some more like shitty back and forth comments they're just not a happy couple no not at all um, chief ju tells seijun and yujin that <laughs> the, the agents can't follow them in Eugen is skeptical that someone would attack them at a funeral. But since she is allowed two employees, Chief Ju decides to send in Jaha and Team Leader So. Team Leader So sits back and watches, but Jaha ends up giving Eugen a pen. And he tells her to click it once if something is off so he can listen in. And if it's something dangerous, to click it twice. And he's just, like, got all these tricks up his sleeve. I know. I'm like, what the fuck are these other agents doing? Uh-huh. Like, this is, like... Why don't they have pins? This is, like, day two on the job for him. And he's uh-huh. like, I got you. Yeah, it's wild. Mm-hmm. Eugen goes to the room where the will is read with the family. And this includes her half-brother that we met earlier. Mm-hmm. His mother and his father-in-law, as well as the husband and son of the aunt. The attorney starts to read the will after Eugen presents the key to the safe. And this raises eyebrows like, oh, she's got the key. Mm-hmm. Um, she clicks the pen once so Jaha can listen in. And the aunt has left everything to Eugen's nonprofit group. And everything starts, everyone starts to flip shit at this point. Yeah. Um, the family starts fighting and they start talking about, like, who's going to own shares and who's doing what and where is it going to go and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, and it's, like, confusing because... Eugene's like, well, it's not going to me. It's going to my nonprofit, and like mm-hmm. all these fucking loopholes and yeah. Ugh. And basically, everyone's just kind of fighting at this point, and mostly fighting her. Yeah, they're mostly all kind of ganging up on her, mm-hmm. and her husband's just like fucking sitting there. Just he's he always has this weird grin, like he likes his wife to not to be fucked or something. Yeah, like fucked he, over. He likes he likes seeing her in a situation where people are being like shitty or she's uncomfortable. Uh huh. Yeah. Really finds it humorous and never says anything. And I know it's kind of, like, not really his place to step in in a family matter like that. But also just, like, as a partner, zero moral support. Yeah. As a partner, you could be, like, whatever. Uh, yeah, just, like, emotionally supportive. Mm-hmm. What is interesting is it kind of seems like her half-brother was, like, not really on her side necessarily, mm-hmm. but he's like, hey, like, we can figure something yeah, out. Yeah, why, why is everyone yeah. freaking out? But I don't know if it's because he's stupid mm-hmm. or if he's just, like, tr- kind of playing, like, oh, naive mm-hmm. or whatever to, like, be sneaky. Yeah. Or, like, not look like the bad guy. Yeah, I couldn't tell either, but I noticed him, like, trying to say, like, why is everyone fighting? Let's mm-hmm. calm down, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's not yeah. In between all of this, there's a scene where Jaha and Team Leader So argue about how rude he is. I thought that was Jay funny. Uh, do you remember what the main, like, point was there? Like, what the main funny line about him being rude? Well, it was just, like, uh, I think Team Leader So asks, like, what'd you give her? And he, Jay is like, don't worry about it. But he uses informal language. Mm-hmm. And Team Leader So is like... What? And he was like, you know you're rude. And he was like, yeah, I am rude. So? And, like, it's just, like, going back and forth. Uh-huh. And Team Leader So can just, like, not get over the fact that Jay has rude and just, like, admits to being rude. Yeah. Like, I just think it's funny because then... Instead of being like, me? I'm not rude. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I am rude. What of it? It's just, like, mm-hmm. he's got the gall. Uh, yeah. So at some point, 
Sungwon's father, who is Eugene's half brother, mm-hmm. Sungwon's father in law offers Eugene a lot of money for the shares. And when she resists, he insinuates that he will have her removed from the board of her charity. So basically, he's threatening her. Mm-hmm. Like, I will pay you off. Or... I, yeah, I can pay you off. I'll help your husband win the presidential election with that money, in theory. And if you don't, I'm removing you from the board. But maybe he was removing her from the board anyway. Mm-hmm. So and her thing was kind of like, well, I can't sell you the shares that are they're not, not for mine. Me. Yeah, and she just keeps saying that like they're for the nonprofit; they don't belong to me. Yeah, and I I'm, can't give them to you or sell them to you. Also, yeah, that was another thing where I'm like, does she actually believe that, or is she just being shady mm-hmm. and like, well, I'm not going to give them to excuse. you? Yeah. yeah. Uh. So again more fighting and she's like she stands up because she's just like so appalled appalled that he would insinuate such a thing or suggest it and when she stands up her pen like rolls across the table and Sungwon picks it up and he like clicks the pen so the audio turns off Uh eugene starts to freak out and starts yelling about how basically her family has taken advantage of the situation and how her father was the one who built JB group up and how her and her mother like worked for her father at the very beginning when they were like starving and had nothing and how basically Sungwon's mom was just a mistress who was also there at this meeting. Yes. So yeah, Sungwon and Sungwon's mom is also one of the people who's like really pushing buttons. Mm-hmm. And oh god, I can only imagine like how that would feel like to be the person, like, who worked really, really hard, mm-hmm. and then, like, whatever, a mistress comes along, and, like, yeah, and basically, like, that person's kid gets yeah. everything. So, yeah, and then it gets even uglier, like, when they start talking about, like, are you even happy, blah, 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 while fucking Sejun does nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, like, it's always tense when there's, like, a family fight because mm-hmm. you don't want to get, like, too involved. And just, like, fucking hold her hand or something. Yeah, or, or just, put your like... your hand on her, you know, just... Like, rub her back. Yes. Or, just, yeah. Or just say, let's go. Yeah, or just be like, I think we need to calm down. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to calm down or something. Yeah, it's... <sighs> anyway, so once the transmission gets cut off, Jeha starts to become suspicious and team leader so thinks it's fine because he's... Team leader so don't know shit. No, I'm like, how'd you become a team leader? You are clearly not, like... Did you not hear the stuff before it clicked off? Yeah. You're not very motivated. He to, was like, like, they're probably just talking about money and she doesn't want you to hear. Yeah. And mm. Jay has, like, she don't give a shit if mm. people hear about all her money. And he basically says, like, that she's too ambitious to let, like, money talks get in the way of stuff mm-hmm. like this. So he's like, nope, I'm out. And yeah, he grabs an umbrella and walks away. (laughs) Uh, More shitty things are said, like Eugene's dad didn't love her. And he realized that she was a terrible person. That's why he didn't want to leave her anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And is she even happy again? It's just, it's all really messy. And it's like cutting deep and it's getting personal. It's not even about like companies or shares at this point. Yeah. 
who can say the meanest thing, Mm -hmm. who can hurt someone's feelings the worst. Um, She's holding back tears, but she's still, like, kind of fighting back. Uh, Meanwhile, Jeha fights his way through a hallway full of guards, as usual. Um, He lights a fire in the bathroom, which makes the fire alarm and sprinklers turn on. Everyone's like, what, what, what? (laughs) He walks into the office looking super cool with the umbrella, gives Mm -hmm. her a handkerchief, and escorts her out, and he's holding the umbrella over her. Mm -hmm. He tells her the board meeting has been canceled, so she should still have her position. And Eugene wonders how he knew to come to get her, even though she didn't click the pen twice. And she's, like, thinking this in a little voice. Uh Uh-huh. He did look very cool coming in with the umbrella. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, I was, like, very surprised at how wet everybody got. Like, that's just, like, one of those movie and TV show things where, like, it it starts to rain or a sprinkler happens and, like, everyone is drenched, Mm -hmm. like, immediately. immediately. Yeah. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone stares at Eugen and Jayha as they walk out of the PKS. Oh, and PKS. That's part Quantum. Yeah. These... Sorry. <laughs> they always throw me off. I'm like, who is this? I, I it's hard typing Park Kwon Su the whole time. Um Park Kwon Su, he's just like fucking living. <laughs> it's 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 his fucking day. He's right? a gossip. Yeah. He's super chismoso. Yep. He went to go tell all his friends after <laughs> he went home to tell his wife and was just laughing. Um Eugen is done. She's pissed. And she tells Seijun to take a separate car back. Mm-hmm. Does not want to be around him. Oh, I love how she's like, maybe you can go play a game. Mm-hmm. I forget why. Oh, they were like, uh, in the reading of the will, like, weren't they like locked in there for a certain amount of time? And didn't someone say like, hey, we could play a game or something, right? Oh, yeah, I think you're right. What the fuck? Anyway, yeah. People are weird. Um, Eugen quietly cries in the back of her car. And she tells Jaha not to act without her orders again. And he responds with, sure, whatever. And she looks taken aback, but intrigued. Mm-hmm. And she tells team leader So to take her to Cloud Nine, which we see Jaha isn't allowed to know about. Yeah. I think at this point... Sounds like a club. I know. Um, I just keep, like, this is just giving me Search WWW vibes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is Cloud Nine, like, a fucking male... Uh-huh. Escort mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> yeah, the first time she mentioned it, I was like, is that a club? Mm-hmm. Is it like a fancy elite club for the riches? Yeah. Um, but now I think at, at this point, or at some point in these two episodes, she thinks like, I don't think I'll be able to tame him. Or something about <laughs> oh Jeha. Do you remember tame that? Him, I don't remember that. Yeah, I'm like. Oh. So wild. I know. I'm like, okay, clearly she has a thing for this uh-huh. guy. Um, the doctor from earlier that we enjoyed mm-hmm. calls me on, and they start to gossip about how cool Jay Ha was earlier. I like how that gets brought up a lot. Like, he's so cool. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I think it's in Romance is a Bonus book where he's like, oh, I'm so uncool. Uh-huh. Like, uncool. I don't know, like, what the actual transition or uh-huh. translation is for it, but it's just funny when people are calling other people cool. Uh-huh. So cool. Cool. I, I say cool a lot, personally. I don't know if I say cool a lot. But maybe I say cool a lot because... you watch drama so much. <laughs> Probably. I'm like, okay, prior to three years ago, did I say cool this much? <laughs> well, yeah, they think Jaha is super fucking cool. <laughs> and, like, how he rescued Eugen and the umbrella, like, everyone's talking about mm-hmm. it. Um, he starts... She starts to fight with Master Song, who's a martial arts instructor. And when he, when he keeps hanging out in her office and he gets jealous... 
and she won't stop talking about Jeha. Then he takes Jeha out to eat and convinces him to help him with the doctor to kind of get her attention. Mm-hmm. The doctor, who is named Kim Mi Kyung, mm-hmm. clocks out and she sees Master Song and Jeha awkwardly act out an argument to try to impress the doctor. She ends up rushing over to save Jeha when Master Song flips him over and she ends up hitting him in the head with her purse. And somehow her purse is so fucking heavy and like sharp mm-hmm. that she cuts his bald ass head. <laughs> And Kimmy Kyung gets after both of them for acting stupid and saying a woman wouldn't fall for that. And she ends up feeling bad after Master Song apologizes. And then we cut to the two men celebrating. And Master Song is, like, super happy because he won her over. Or uh-huh. what he feels uh-huh. has won her over. And Jeha is genuinely happy for him and is like, I think you owe me dinner again. Yeah. I thought it was, um, well, one going back a little bit. I totally thought of, like, you and me when Kim Mi Kyung is, like, staring at her clock. And she's, like, like cutting uh-huh, down the seconds, uh-huh. like, it's six, I'm out. Like <laughs> this, goodbye. Uh-huh, but yeah, um, I I think I will, I'm, I like Master Song and the Doctor together. Like, he's mm-hmm. a big, it's gonna goof, happen. he's a big goofball, but she seems happen. like, they seem to balance each other out well, and I like the doctor. She seems like mm-hmm. a cool lady. Yeah, and that scene reminded me of a recent Cheers episode that we saw, <laughs> where um, I can't think of the older guy's name, the like older coach. They always call him Coach. Mm. Um, there's a new girl who like is living in his apartment complex, and she's younger, and he really likes her, and she goes to the bar. And Sam doesn't realize that she that he likes her, and he uh-huh. keeps trying to hit on her, as he does with every girl, and she's just so not into him. Uh-huh. And then he finds out that the coach likes her and is about to ask her, and he's like, no, don't do it. Like, I've already tried. Like, she's she's an asshole. She's not going to accept your offer. Uh-huh. And he's, like, super sincere about it, and he wants to go out to dinner with her. And she's like, oh, no, I got a lot of stuff to pack. I'm sorry. Um, Thank you, though. And she's about to leave, and he's going upstairs, and he purposely falls down the stairs because he talked about how that's how he used to get women oh my god he falls down the stairs and everyone flips out and she runs over to him and she's like i'm gonna help you get home he's like oh no you have so much packing to do and she's like no 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 you're more important and then he just turns around he's like works every time oh my god (laughs) it's that same fucking thing (laughs) sympathy yeah so really jayhash should have flipped master song over yes for no reason yeah Instead of the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, so, later that night, Anna gets out of her room for her shower, as usual. And Mira and the housekeeper go through her room, like, their nightly routine. Mm-hmm. Then we see Jeha go into the kitchen after the housekeeper has laid out Anna's meal. And he's like, whatever. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, he's in the kitchen. He's doing shit. Then he rushes back to the security room and watches Anna go downstairs, and he proudly says, ta-da! Or I think in Korea it's like, ja-ja! Ja-ja? Oh, yeah, I think uh-huh. so. Something like that. Um, at the monitors, and we see that he's laid out a pot of boiling water and ramen for her, and I find it very cute that they're both like, yes! <laughs> yes! Like, Jeha seems... I don't want to keep using the word cool over and over again, but like, uh, he seems very cool and, like, almost uninterested in everything, everybody else, except mm-hmm. for, like, Master Song mm-hmm. and Anna. 
Like, when it comes to Anna... Making people happy. Yeah, when it comes to Anna, he's, like, very invested in Mm -hmm. basically her whole life at this point, which I think is interesting because, one, he's only been on that job, like, presumably this is his second day. Yeah. But I guess maybe he feels, like, a stronger connection with her because of the whole Spain thing Mm -hmm. and being at the house. Yeah. And then, like, whatever, her being there when she held Eugene hostage. Mm -hmm. But anyway... It's cute. They're both like, yes. And then Anna starts happy dancing. Um, but then looks up at the camera and covers it with a tissue. <laughs> J-Hoff freaks out and is like, what? I need to see her. And he, like, flips through all the cameras and then is able to find another angle. Um, and at this point, I'm like, let the girl have some privacy. But then I'm also like, well, he is her bodyguard and he needs to see if, like, something happens yeah. to her. But Alex is like, he doesn't need to be all up in her business. <laughs> you know she's just going to eat ramen right now. Yeah. In that scene, there's a moment where he's, like, in his little rolling chair and mm-hmm. he rolls back. Mm-hmm. But then needs to, like, pull himself back up with his <laughs> legs. And that scene just made me laugh a whole lot. <laughs> it looked really funny. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. all the way back and then, like, eh, 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 <laughs> trying to get up again. Close to the screen. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, oh. So. Anna starts actually dancing at this point, and Jeha also starts dancing because he's so happy he was able to make Anna happy, and Anna is, like, just thrilled eating ramen. She says, mmm, mmm, like, after every bite, it's, it's a lot. I mean, it's it's cute, but it's like, what's happening here? Part of me is, like, if these people want to keep her happy and want her to, like, not be interested in running away every chance she gets. Mm-hmm. Maybe offer her some things that she would like. Yeah. Like, maybe ask her, what would you like to eat, Anna? <laughs> Instead of just, like, preparing her whatever the fuck you want. Like, Healthy know. food, yeah. Oh, do you want to watch TV with me, Anna? Yeah, like, they don't even attempt to talk to her or attempt to, like, befriend her, you know? And I know that, like, Miran is her security guard and mm-hmm. it's, like, a different relationship. But the housekeeper could try to, you know, talk to her. Yeah. And maybe if she has, like, someone there that's a companion that she can trust, she would be less likely to want to run away. Mm-hmm. And will maybe even open up, like, I really wish I could see my dad. Or maybe uh-huh. you can deliver this note to my dad. Maybe that's where Jaha comes in. Yeah. Just weird. I don't know. Very weird. Um... Jaha is still in a super good mood until Miran goes up to him during his break where he goes out, I think, for another smoke. And they have an awkward conversation about the call from the night before. She tells him about their time in Barcelona and how Anna always tried to escape to find her dad, but he never came for her even when they told him she was asking for him because he sucks. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Also, like, going back to their awkward call, she's like, oh, my God, like, I, I saw your call, but I didn't think I should pick up. And he's like, why? It's a work hotline. Like, you should really pick up next time. <laughs> so weird. I know. I just thought that was hilarious. Yes, that... Where she was, like, trying to play hard to get or something. And he's like, it's my, it's a work number. Like, what are you talking about? You should have answered. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Sejun is a really shitty dad. Yeah. Jaha comments on how sad it is and Miran tries to cozy up to him. Then she ends up getting a call and tells Jeha he's off night he's off the night duty. And then he gets a call from Chief Ju and tells him to go to the ninth floor. 
Miran freaks out and tells him he got called to go to Cloud Nine. And he's like, Whoa. okay. He's like, the fuck is Cloud Nine? <laughs> yeah. Right after that, a car shows up to drive Jaha to the office. Everyone starts to greet him with respect. Ooh, respect. Mm-hmm. And he learns he has to use his badge to get to the ninth floor. And then he's shocked when he realizes that the numbers are going up, but the elevator is actually going down, which is super confusing. Yeah. And then the elevator opens, and he's in this crazy-looking basement hallway that just looks intense and not mm-hmm. real. Yeah. It looks like, um, I can, like, picture it in my head, but it almost looks, like, very 80s-y, like. Yes. Like, almost matrixy. Yeah. With all that fluorescent lighting yeah. or something. Yeah. And that's, like, it. Crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, the fuck? What is this place? <laughs> I know. Was he, like, secretly lured here and they're going to try to kill him? <sighs> is he going to have to fight his way out? Yeah. All right. So let's just, like, hit it with it. episode six. Okay. So, Jeha is at that crazy-looking Matrix hallway. Uh, he walks through the halls and comes upon a door that requires a handprint and, like, a retina eye scan. Fancy. I know. And he's just, like, pink. Like, he doesn't even question it. He no. just, like, puts his hand in his eyeball right up to like, the door. how did they get that, like, Data. security function yeah. <laughs> of his eyeball and his whole handprint? Who knows? Maybe that's part of the orientation. They they or do, maybe, like, a full body scan. <laughs> maybe when he was sick in the hospital. Oh, yeah, maybe. that one thing, they were just, like, <laughs> Eyeball picture. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, behind the door, we see a large glass conference room, which is almost like a little fish tank or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it's weird because it is a glass a room, room, in room inside a room. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, in this conference room, um, there is Eugene, Secretary Kim, the old guy in charge of JSS, I haven't written his name down mm-hmm. yet. Just the guy in charge of JSS <laughs> and Chief Jew. And they are reviewing the profiles of the people who tried to kick her out of the board of her charity. Wee. And she's fucking vicious oh, yeah. during this. Like, at this point, or maybe a little bit later on, they talk about, like, what they're going to do to all these people. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, well, this person has, like, a sex tape or whatever. And she's like, release it to the public. She's like, but wait. A few days before, send it to his children first. That would make him want to commit suicide, and right? And just like, <gasps> what? Like, like, do we need to show it to the children? She's like, they're old enough to watch porn. It's okay. <laughs> Chief Ju seems like the only one that has, like, a little bit of morals or something he's like okay but even secretary kim was kind of like i okay i guess yeah i guess i'll do it she was the lady who was like run Mm him over Mm -hmm. kill him (laughs) earlier so uh yeah it's cray uh then we cut to miran acting all giddy with the Mm -hmm. housekeeper because again jayha is just the coolest guy ever I love how over her the housekeeper is. Yeah. She's always just like, you're going to do more of this like, <laughs> ridiculous shit trying to show off your uh-huh. everything. Yeah, and like she always hits her and stuff. Uh-huh. So they talk about how cool and mm-hmm. like... <laughs> so cool. Everything is cool. Um, 
how impressive, I guess we should <laughs> say, it is that J-Hot has been asked to Cloud9. And um, basically, Miran is like, wow, he's like he's really climbing up the ranks fast. And she like thinks, like, oh, yeah, we're going to make a great match. Like, this is a great partnership for me. And I'm like, what are you sure. talking about? Um, so at this point, Anna overhears... And she realizes no one is watching the cameras tonight. And, like, we can see the wheels yeah, turning. the light bulb goes off. Yeah. And then, like, Miran kind of, like, looks upset because she's like, oh, fuck. Like, I have to actually do work tonight. And he's not here anymore to hang out with. Exactly. Or hit on. Mm-hmm. Um, back at the office, Jaha enters the conference room after everyone leaves except for Yujin. And they talk about the room and how it's soundproof and deep underground, making it impossible for people to eavesdrop. And at that point, I love that he's like, so who's listening to all these microphones you have set up? Mm -hmm. Which is my thought, too. Because, like, why do you have all these microphones with these just private conversations? Who needs this recording? <laughs> I know. Or I was like, can they not hear each other? Like, <laughs> weird. Because you know how, like, in boardrooms, yeah. sometimes they have microphones? Mm-hmm. Ugh, weird. Yeah. Um, he asks why she called him, and she tells him that she wants to hear his story. He doesn't believe her, and she asks him what happened in Iraq since they are going to go after Harquansu. She reminds him that no one will hear, and he asks again who's listening on the mics or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she tells him about her, quote, magic mirror, and basically the it's like the world's best Siri slash Alexa slash Okay, Google. <laughs> and um, it's like the best AI, and it uses data from all over JSS and the world, whatever, to mm-hmm. keep track of people and to answer questions. And she tells Jaha that he can ask the mirror his questions about what happened in his past. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Anna watches the news and sees that her shithead dad will be at a church the next day. And she's like, okay, I'll go there. <laughs> RSVP. Uh-huh. <laughs> She sneaks into Miran's room while she's watching TV. And I don't know if you have this written here, but around this time, <laughs> Miran goes to the kitchen and there's Subway. Uh-huh. Nice Subway placement. But she's just like looking at all the sandwiches and she's like, yeah, take two. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, like, that's totally me. I'd be like, all these sandwiches here. I'll take two. <laughs> Did you see, did, I didn't write this down, but did you see the line where she's like, get in my mouth? <laughs> yes. Which is another thing of mine. I'm like, get into this hole, please. Shove all this food in my hole. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. She's all subway, fuck me up. <laughs> and it really does seem to fuck her up because later on she's like, oh, my stomach. <laughs> Which subway also has a tendency to do, I feel like. Yeah, hit this. <laughs> She just guzzled down two <laughs> six-inch subs. Uh-huh. But it's funny because right before she's like, oh, my stomach, she, like, takes a bite of the sandwich and she's like, oh, my stomach. And I think she takes another bite and it's like, fuck this and leaves. I can't. <laughs> like, I kind of can't stand her character, but the moments like that I find really funny because she's just, like, a doofus girl. She's I- like... Kind of filthy, but I like like it's kind of me too. I kind of relate. I agree. I can't breathe. Yeah, she, she's just a little too dumb. But there's certain things that I'm just like, uh, yeah, that's me. She makes like 
super funny faces too, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Giol from Romance yes, is a Bonus yeah, Book. Yeah, very expressive. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, um, Anna sneaks into her room while she's watching TV, and she takes her uniform, her wallet, her ID, her earpiece, and then she sees some needles in there that are sedatives, and she takes one, and when Miran runs to the restroom, <laughs> she puts it in her drink. She's, she's fucking smart. Yeah. She, like, got everything she needed. Um, Jaha and Eugene go back to the conference room, and Jaha starts to tell her, oh, also when they're walking around and she's telling him about the mirror or whatever, there's, like, a wall that has, like, holes. Uh-huh. And all the, like, lights are changing colors. Uh-huh. It just looks really pretty. Yeah, it's very interesting. And yeah. I'm, like, sometimes I think about, like, I wonder what, like, contractor they hired uh-huh. to, like... Get that set up. Yeah. Yeah, it looked really fancy and pretty. Uh-huh. It looks like it should be outside of a building, though, not in a room. Yeah, it look or it looks like, um, you know, I think at the Seoul Sky Tower, uh-huh. whatever the fuck it's called, they have something like that where as you, like, at the base of it, there's, like, a museum sort of mm-hmm. exhibit mm-hmm. portion where you can learn about, like, the Korean culture that inspired the tower mm-hmm, and, like, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And as you walk by, like, their lights, like, lights kind of follow you oh. and, like, change colors and stuff. So That was maybe their inspiration. Maybe. Maybe they watched the K2 and uh-huh. were like, hey. Or vice versa. I don't know which one well, first. <clears throat> the, I think the tower, well, who knows when they started construction, but the tower is fairly new. Okay. I think it's only been open for a couple of years. Cool. Yeah. Um, blah, blah, blah. so he finally starts to tell her his story and how he met Rania and how they fell in love and how he was going to bring her back to Korea and he was working for Blackstone and saw her working as a translator for Park Kwon Soo. And then before getting into his car, you know, we heard the story, mm-hmm. we saw it, she gets shot, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he like goes and runs after her, but he gets hit and knocked out. Like someone knocks him out with mm-hmm. like, a gun or something. I don't know. They hit him. Yeah. And when he wakes up, there's a gun in his hand, mm-hmm. not his. He tosses the gun away, starts sobbing over her body, and then that's when authorities try to apprehend him, saying that he killed her. Yeah, he Fucked does up. some, like, a wild yeah. sobbing. I mean... It was all the way to the top. Conspiracy yeah. Here. Uh-huh. Um, and then we cut back to present times, where he explains to Eugen that he ended up being framed, and he was able to escape from jail. And Blackstone and Park Kwon-soon had already moved on, so he made his way to Europe. Eugene agrees that Jaha has a good reason to kill Park Kwon-soo. It's pretty intense. Yeah. So, Jaha tries to ask the magic mirror about Park Kwon-soo's business that day. But there are a lot of holes that the computer can't give definite answers to. And... After a bit more information, Eugene starts to believe that Park Kwon-soo sold the other party, I think, like, one of the leaders of the mm-hmm. tribes over there, um, weapons to, like, whatever, for their wars and mm-hmm. stuff. It's, again, like, politics-y mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, War and politics. Yeah. And I, she's, like, so fucking, like, cold, and she's like, that's a good idea. Like, that's a good deal for him. He made a huge export deal, probably. And Jaha's like, what the fuck? But anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, they're like... So, the computer suggests that Rania was probably killed because she overheard something mm-hmm. she shouldn't have. And they didn't want any witnesses. But then so. why do you have a person translating 
if you don't want people to know. Well, I'm sure they always knew, like, well, somebody needs to facilitate, like, uh-huh. the deal. Because I'm sure that guy can't speak well, Korean. Maybe they should have gotten someone that they trust. Right. Instead of a rando that you're just going to be like, well, fucking shooter. Well, they obviously don't value human yeah. life. Or they wouldn't be trading in arms. That's true. <laughs> but you'd think that, like, they would have their fucking cronies. Like, a crony maybe. that, like, knows shit, you know? True, true, true. Everyone that's in but, but I guess they'd rather just, like, use someone and kill them. Yeah, because you don't want, like, I think with maybe the bigger your entourage is, like, yeah. the more loose ends there are, probably. The more mouths that can, whatever, talk and shit. You just got all these dead people on your hands. I mean, so much blood. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, poor Rania. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, back at the house, Anna escapes in disguise. Uh, one of the other guards who's on the lookout, like, outside of the mm-hmm. house area, uh, is like, hey, where are you going? And she fools him and pretends to be Miran. <laughs> her codename is J4. And she does, like, a decent impression mm-hmm. of her. <laughs> um, She's smart enough to tuck her hair in her jacket. Yeah, to create her little bob. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has thought of everything. Anna is clearly, like, pretty sharp. She just doesn't like to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of awkward. I get you. Mm-hmm. Seems. Um, so she runs away and hails a cab. Uh, Jeha goes to leave. So we cut back to, like, the conference room mm-hmm. thing. Cloud Nine. Uh, Jeha goes to leave, but Eugene insists that he stay at the JSS residences. So I guess in this building there are, like, apartments mm-hmm. for, like, the VIPs at JSS. Um, and she's like, no, you're, pl- you're part of Cloud Nine now, so, like, I take care of you. And he tells her that it starting to sound a lot like a master and slave relationship and masters always betray their slaves and she's like i've never betrayed anyone that i care about or whatever (laughs) and he's like nothing i'm like i find that hard to believe yeah and he's like but you know i do believe that maybe friends there are friends out there who wouldn't betray another friend like isn't that right friend and eugene smiles and he kind of smiles at her too i'm like is there is there some, like, mild sexual tension going on here? Like... I can't tell. What is happening? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is there gonna be a fucking love triangle between Eugene, Anna, and Jeha? Like, what is happening here? Wouldn't that here? be fucked? <laughs> right? Oh, God. Uh, it's the last thing this family needs. Right. Um, Anna gets out of the cab, <clears throat> and we see she has gone back to her childhood home. We get a flashback of, flashback of her doing the ramen dance with her mom, and she starts to cry. I thought that was so cute, yeah. like, her and her mom doing... It looked better when her and her mom did it together <laughs> than just her yes. doing it in the kitchen with <laughs> by ramen. herself, yeah. Anna roams around the neighborhood and sees a picture of her and her mom in a window of a photo studio. She goes in and talks to the owner about her mom, and he tells her that she originally came in for a passport photo, passport photo for Anna so they could go to the U.S., but ended up getting a portrait also. He takes the photo out of the frame and reveals that there was a third person in there, a family friend, who's like, what, a housekeeper or something? I think, like, their nanny or, yeah, like, housekeeper Um, person. And we also find out that um, Anna's mom was famous, like, in the movies. Yes. Which is just like, okay. A celeb. Yeah, it's slowly starting to come together. Yeah, and, like, 
he's like, oh, did you ever make it to the U.S.? Or, like, how like, how was your trip to the U.S.? Or something like that. And that's and also, when, yeah, when he mentions passport, she's like, passport? Like, I don't... What? Uh-huh. Yeah. passport? <laughs> um, Jehan makes it back to Anna's house and sees Miran fast asleep and realizes that Anna's missing. Chief Ju tries to take charge and says they should try to find Anna without telling Yujin about her disappearance. He starts to get after Miran until she gets an alert that Anna has used her credit card, and they start to track her down. Jehel looks, like, so disgusted with her, because, I mean, I feel bad. Like, it's not... Well, okay. She got drugged. She got drugged, but also, like, maybe she should have been on her guard mm-hmm. and not just, like, fucking downing six-inch subs <laughs> and, like, watching TV mm-hmm. when she was the only bodyguard yeah. that night, but... I mean, technically, there was the one outside, though, who talked to Anna. <laughs> this is also true. And didn't realize that that was not Miran. Yeah. Very true. And then it, it really says something about Miran for her for him to be like, oh, yeah, go to the store. Like, pick me up something. Uh-huh. Like, and he also made a comment like, you keep doing this. Like, you do this all the time. I'm going to end up reporting you. Uh-huh. So she just, like, leaves whenever the fuck she wants. Hi, Miran. Um, Anna takes another taxi to the nursing home where that family friend is being kept, and she finds a woman lying in bed, barely conscious. She looks a little nutty. Yeah. Um, she's lost it. The woman starts to talk to Anna, but calls her by her mother's name. Um, do you know how to say that? I think it's Hayden. Hayden. We had a Hayden. I know. I, but this one is spelled differently. Yes. But I think it's kind of pronounced similarly. Okay. Or he, he. He hating? I don't know. Well, well we're just gonna go with hating. <laughs> okay. Well, she's talking to Anna, who she's calling hating and asking for food. Anna tries to introduce her again, but the woman starts to get worked up and yells for hating to hurry and take Anna to America. Eugen knows everything. She'll kill you and Anna. Aye. Yeah. And Anna seems super surprised, but now she has confirmation that Eugen wanted her and her mother dead. Oof. Yeah, pretty fucking crazy. I know, because, like, before that, I was thinking maybe Eugene isn't that bad of a person. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so hard to know who is the bad guy. Yes. And now I'm just kind of thinking, well, it seems like everyone is the fucking bad yeah. guy. Like, and, there are no good people in this story. And these scenes with Eugene where people are just being assholes to her most of the time. Right. And she's having to deal with it and put on a smile and a front and just kind of, like, get through and, like, do what she needs to to survive. Yeah. But then you see something like this, and you're like, hmm. It okay. is definitely Gagyung vibes. Mm-hmm. But if, like, Gagyung murdered people. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like. I mean, maybe she did. Who knows? Gagyung? Yeah, Gagyung is pretty, like, pretty wild, huh? <laughs> wild and out? Yeah, I'm a pastor. <laughs> True. Um, so. The JSS agents arrive at the nursing home, again, where Anna and that family friend mm-hmm. slash nanny are. Uh, but Anna can hear their plans through the stolen earpiece. Uh-oh. She, again, has thought of everything. Um, so she slips out disguised as a nun this time. Because mm-hmm. I guess it was, like, uh, whatever, Catholic-sponsored nursing home or something. <laughs> and just a bunch of nuns working there. Uh, so then we cut to a church. Where Eugene and Sejun look like super great people helping an old lady walk up this hill. 
and Park Kwon Si looks like a fucking asshole as his driver drives him up the hill and honks the horn at people <laughs> to get out of the way. I'm like, could you be more like obtuse? Or- I love how the crowd's like, who is this guy? He's so uncool. He's bad. Like, what, yeah. what's happening? <laughs> oh, this guy. He's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Sejun and uh, uh yeah, Sejun and Eugene. Uh, make it into the church area, and they look super on edge looking around for Anna. So I guess at this point, they've heard the news that Anna is MIA. I didn't know if she knew. I knew that he knew. That Sejun knew? Yes. Oh, okay. Because they had, someone had told them they said not to tell anyone, or they didn't mm-hmm. want to tell her until after the event. Mm-hmm. But somehow okay. someone told him, and so he looked on edge. And I feel like she just always looks on edge. That's true. Honestly. Yeah. I I wasn't sure if she knew or not. Yeah, I'm not sure either, no. But anyway, it's just, like, very awkward, too, because Park Kwon Su is there, and he's, mm-hmm. like, being a fucking weirdo. Again, like, not reading the room of how yes. he should behave. And I'm like, how did this guy make it so far in politics? Like, he money. seems like a doofus. Dumb money. But again, there are a lot of doofuses in politics, mm-hmm. so, uh, anyway. <laughs> um... Blah, blah, blah. Old lady. So they take their seats. They're on edge. Once mass begins, Anna enters the church with a group of nuns. Yeah. She sees her father, and her father brings it to Eugene's attention. Like, got her. And he says something like, I mean, it cut off for me. I don't know if there was more to this, but he says, like, why is Anna dot, dot, dot. And she's, like, listening that her eyes shoot up towards the nun. Like, she didn't realize that she was like there gonna be there okay she didn't realize she was missing that's what i took from it okay and he and it also seemed like he was blaming her like you're supposed to be in charge of her why is anna (laughs) over here with nuns (laughs) in front of us in this Uh whole fucking crowd of people that makes sense because she had like a look of shock like she didn't expect to see her Mm -hmm. oh fucking you did make some fucking crazy eyes later Uh on Uh uh-huh absolutely Eugene's fucking freaking out Making crazy eyes. Yes. Anna's with the nuns. Uh, Eugene texts Chief Jew, and all of the JSS guards start to close in on her until the priest stops them as the nuns start singing. And, oh, like, he's like, no. Yeah. They no. are not smooth at all. Like, fucking six Jews are just like, do, 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 like, uh-huh, on either side. And it's not a very big church. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like they're in the wings of a stage or anything. No. Like, they're clearly just like, on the sides of the wall where, like, everyone can see them. And, and they're, like... make everyone uncomfortable, too. And they're dressed in their suits. Yeah. So it's, like, it's not like they're fucking the Avengers, like, <laughs> undercover, like, blending it's in with the discreet. crowd. Yeah. Very awkward. <laughs> yeah, but I love how the priest is, like, stop. No. <laughs> but I would be the same way. I'd be, like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh-huh. Like, get out of here. Just wait. Yeah. Um, after the song ends, the nuns all walk off to the side. But Anna stays behind. She stares at her father. Tears are filling her eyes. Her dad just, like, can't even look at her. Like, he looks at her, and then he just keeps looking down, like, mm-hmm. he's embarrassed, or he's just pretending like he doesn't know who this is. Yeah. And Eugen just looks like, what the fuck is going to happen? Everything's ruined. Yeah. Shit's about to go down. Her eyes are filled with tears. Like, everyone looks upset. Mm-hmm. Um... And Jeha is standing there, and internally he's begging Anna not to do anything. And Eugen is just making crazy eyes and faces. 
Jaha tells the guards to back down, and Anna suddenly starts singing Amazing Grace. Yeah, because the priest is like, I think she we have no another song. song. She's not moving. <laughs> I, he's a great uh, improviser. Yes. Um, everyone starts to join in. The nuns join in. Everyone's singing and crying. And then afterwards, she stares at her father one more time and then walks off with the rest of the nuns. Jaha tries to find the nuns, but Anna's already gone. However, mm-hmm. one of the nuns hands him a note from Anna. She asks her father to come get her and says, you know where that is, don't you? But, but. Sejun's a shitty dad and don't know where that is. No. So Sejun and Yujin fight in the car about Anna. Sejun wonders how Anna has been treated in the past to resort to this type of behavior. And Yujin basically says that Sejun is a shitty dad and she feels sorry that Anna believes that he would be able to come for her. Yeah, and I know, like... I mean, I see both of their points. Yeah, I feel like she <laughs> never really had a childhood. Like, it was cut short. Anna? With her, yeah, with yeah. her mom and everything that happened. And she only has one parent. Mm-hmm. And to her, like, he means the world, and he's special, and he's, like, the almighty. But then there has to come a point where you're like, this, do- this dude just keeps selling me down. Yeah. Well, and I think... um I mean, I'm sure she has, like, some sort of psychological trauma mm-hmm. with all of that stuff because prior to her, like, being kidnapped or whatever and sent to Spain, like, it seemed like what we'll see in the flashbacks, like, she loved her dad mm-hmm. and, like, he seemed, like, to be a good dad in yeah. those moments. And so I'm sure, like, she can just place all of the blame on Eugene, like, yeah, how we see she does. And it does seem, seem like she's a little bit emotionally stunted like she's obviously very smart because she can sneak out of a bunch of different places Mm -hmm. apparently but yeah it's a little upsetting yeah um eugen tells chief jew to leave the car and eugen recalls the last breakfast she made for him 14 years ago where he read the news that anna's mother had committed suicide she tells him that she wouldn't have despised him as much now if he had just left that day. He tells her um, he stayed to protect Anna from from Eugen. Mm-hmm. And Eugen tells him that she always thought the same thing, but she's beginning to realize that he kept her hidden for his own ambition. Yeah, so it's a little confusing because she says, like, I wish you had just left that day, but, like, in the flashback, we see that He's uh, about to leave. Yeah, and she's like, if you leave, I'm going to come after Anna. Or... or, like, Anna dies, too. Yeah. So it's like... she, like, basically admitted... That she killed... The mom. I'm wondering, though, if she just said that. Yeah. And if I so... Know. I don't know, but we find out at that point that he's been married to her this whole time. Yeah. He was never married to Anna's mom. She was the side piece. She was the other woman. Uh-huh. And it's it's so interesting, though, because... She was the other woman, but she was also, like, a celebrity in, in movies or whatever. And he was, like, at parks with her. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering if maybe after she had Anna, like, she didn't do maybe, stuff yeah. anymore. Because, like, in Korea, it seems to be – well, it seems to be a big deal if you're a celebrity and, like, you get married – and have kids. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine how big of a deal it would be if you got pregnant without being married. Mm-hmm. Like, 
to me that seems and you can't say who the father is exactly like it kind of seems like she would just be like i'm retiring for a bit Mm -hmm. and it kind of like to me it seems like she had her success so she was probably wealthy and then i'm sure sejun helped them out and like hooked her up with you know Mm -hmm. nice Mm -hmm. shit and but yeah, and then when they went to the park, I mean, she had her sunglasses on the whole time. So yeah, that's how I'm rationalizing it. But yeah, I think it is very interesting that like they're both well, at this well, point very well high profile people. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Um, we cut to Anna at a park, and she remembers the day she went to an amusement park with both of her parents. They're having a great time, and then there's an announcement of a missing child. And Sejun makes a plan with Anna for what to do if she ever gets lost. He tells her that she should stay in the exact place she was lost so he could come find her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, going back to the car, I'm just thinking about it now. Like, I think it's interesting that Eugene is like, I always thought that you were trying to keep Anna away from me, too, because you were afraid I would hurt her. Mm-hmm. But, like, now I can see that. It was also just your ambition. Like, to me, that also reads as, like, they both knew that Eugene wouldn't actually hurt mm-hmm. Anna. Like, I don't know. It, it was just interesting to me, like, how at that point, like, we can tell, like, that Sejun is just, like, a shitty dad. Mm-hmm. That maybe he did love her at one point, but, like, if he actually loved her, he would have made more of an effort yeah. to, like... See her. Yeah. And, like, at least fucking keep tabs on her. Know stuff about her. Yeah, he doesn't know anything. Yeah. Uh, so, JSS agents find Anna in the park through a selfie taken by a stranger. Mm-hmm. Um, Anna starts to look discouraged and starts to pray, and when she opens her eyes, she sees... Her father walking toward her with ice cream, but it turns it's out to lie. be yeah, <laughs> turns out to be Jeha. She looks disappointed, and t- and Jeha tells her that her father was too busy, so uh, he sent him. Uh, Jeha sits next to her and tells her that she did a good job holding it all in at the church. She asks about her dad and if he was mad at her. Jeha tells her that her dad was worried about her and offers the ice cream, saying her dad wanted her to have it. She accepts it, saying, well, if it's from my dad, like, I guess Mm -hmm. if my dad wanted me to have it, then I'll eat it. But again, I think, one, it's very interesting that this is their first spoken conversation, besides, like, please help help me, help me, and shoot her, shoot her. Um, Because they're talking like they know each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two... I think it's um, interesting that she's like, was my dad mad? Mm-hmm. Like, her, she's, again, not getting, like, fucking pissed or, like, upset that her dad didn't come for her. It's yeah. just like, what did my dad do? Is my dad mad? Like, they're, uh, I feel bad for her. Anyway. So, uh, JSS agents watch from afar as Anna tells Jeha about her past and how the park used to be an amusement park called Dreamland. Her breathing becomes shallow as she tells him how she couldn't tell anyone about her dad because then bad people would come for her family. But then she says that she realizes that she was maybe the bad person all along and then she collapses. What does that mean? I know. Jeha tells uh, 
whatever, calls the JSS people over the walkie-talkies mm-hmm. and is like, call an ambulance. The housekeeper then tells the agents that Anna is super allergic to strawberries, Ugh. which were on the ice cream that Jeha gave her. And Jeha has to give her CPR to keep her alive, which I feel like is supposed to be kind of romantic. No. I know. Which is weird. Inappropriate. No. Jeha yells at Anna to wake up, and then bam, end of episode. Alex was also very bothered by the romantic framing of CPR. Just yeah, don't do that. No. Like, if you need to give her CPR, that's fine. But, like, again, like, don't make it seem romantic. Yeah. It's not a romantic setting. No. You're, no like... No one wants to be CPR kissed. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> it's not It's not kissing. It's, whatever, keeping your airways uh-huh. open and keeping you alive. <laughs> so you don't suffocate and die. Um... But yeah, and then we like see how Anna was like, my dad wanted me to have this? Mm -hmm. Question mark? And then I'm thinking, so does she, does she think that one, her dad doesn't know about her strawberry allergy, or two, her dad like wants her to die? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. And did he, I mean, did he actually tell him? I don't think so. I think Jeha just felt bad for her. Mm-hmm. And when I was re-watching the second time, I was wondering, like, well, maybe he saw the picture of them together, and maybe they had ice cream there, so he thought mm-hmm. to get ice cream, but no, they didn't have ice cream in that picture, so I was... The ice cream he did get her, though, was Baskin-Robbins. Or maybe it was the dad, I don't know. Yeah, the, in the flashback, Robbins, yeah. Um, what's it called? Product placement. Product placement. Yeah. I think a lot of dramas around that time did a ton of Subway and Baskin Robbins because mm-hmm. Goblin, bringing it back to Goblin, y'all, <laughs> they had a lot of Baskin Robbins uh, product placements in that drama. Basically, every cake or like every time somebody was like doing anything, it was like a Baskin Robbins ice cream cake or like we're going on a date to Baskin Robbins or oh, I miss an ice cream cake. Let's meet at Baskin Robbins. Yeah. But anyway. Again, I feel like we got some, like, good nuggets of information. We finally got some on a backstory. And we got, like, okay, so we kind of know that Eugene is, like, a mastermind and has a supercomputer, <laughs> yeah. a super Siri behind her. But we still don't know a lot about what happened to Jeha. Mm-hmm. Other than, like, yeah, he was framed for murder and Park Kwon Soo is shady as fuck. But we don't know the full extent of it because I guess he's very good at keeping secrets mm-hmm. and staying offline. We still don't know what really happened to Anna's mom. Yeah, that is something I'm very curious about. I really want to know if Eugene, like, is super involved in it. And this is the other thing I was wondering. So, Secretary Kim is the woman who was with Anna mm-hmm. at the airport. Mm-hmm. So, we know that um, Sejun and Eugene were married at that point. So, presumably, mm-hmm. Secretary Kim works for them. So, but then they're like, oh, Anna, Eugene is going to kill Anna. Mm-hmm. So did Eugene send Anna to Spain, or did Sejun send Anna to Spain? It seems like Secretary Kim works for Eugene and only Eugene. 
That's what I was thinking. So maybe... It doesn't seem like she gives a fuck about the husband, whose name I keep forgetting. Sejun. Yeah, like, so I guess it's like, okay, well, we can keep her alive, but she can't stay here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You can live, but you can't live here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm... I want to keep watching, yeah, so I can get some more answers, but I do like the romantic aspects of K-dramas, unless they're, like, clearly not romantic. Yeah. And I feel like this is trying to be romantic, but it's just, like, not at all it's at this point. It's just kind of funny. Yeah, it's like, kind it's of weird. it's funny to see her dancing with ramen. Uh-huh. It's funny to see her be like, mm, mm, Yeah. And Jaha to be watching and like, yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Alex thought it was so funny when Miran was like, oh my god. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. That was funny, too. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I don't know. I have high hopes for seven and eight. That will be the halfway mark. Wow, we're, like, really getting through this one. Also, again, I don't want to, like make people feel bad if like this is your favorite drama because again we're only halfway through and there's still so much more to be watched but like i don't know i'm feeling i mean noivous <laughs> about this one i'll say i'm enjoying it okay for the good. sake of enjoying it and like the fight scenes are really fun to watch yeah it's exciting and there are some funny moments and some intense moments mm-hmm. i don't know i'm enjoying it that's good. I th- it wouldn't I wouldn't call it my favorite. Uh-huh. But I don't hate it by any means. I think something that is maybe something I shouldn't have done is like I said in other drama corner, I was watching One Hundred Days My Prince. And that is a very, very good drama. I highly recommend it. And it's like more modern. Because mm-hmm. this wasn't was done what in like twenty fifteen. No, no tech and music. It's also a historical drama and like it just looks, it looks better. I'm not saying the acting is better or anything, but just, like... like the quality. It's just, yeah, like, a higher quality drama, I guess I would say. And I think, you know, when you're watching two things that are in the same sort of genre, like, you're going to compare them. And I'm like, 100 Days My Prince, I think, is a better drama. Mm-hmm. But... That's not to say, like, I'm not enjoying this one. It's just, yeah, you know. different. But yeah, definitely check out 100 Days My Prince and let me know your thoughts because I really liked it. I thought the ending was interesting because some dramas don't end well. But I thought this one was, like, pretty good. Like, uh-huh. you know. Alex was like, when I was done with it, I was feeling, like, kind of depressed. Like, I told you, like... Mm-hmm. I want to, yeah, like, I just, I just want to watch more. Like, I want to see what happens to them. Like, I mean, not that it didn't wrap it up, but you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And he's like, oh, did it, did it wrap it up in an, in an unsatisfying way? And I was like, no, because he was like, I bet it did. (laughs) Because, like, all, a lot of the dramas were like, and this is how it ends. Okay. But, yeah, um. Six Feet Under is, like, the only show I've ever seen where the ending was just, like, kind of perfect. Because mm. it literally, like, shows you everyone's life, like, as they're aging. Uh-huh. That's cool. Up until, like, the very end. Mm-hmm. So you get to see, like, everything. 
That's cool. It's one of those where it's just like, it's so good, and you're just like crying the whole time. That's a show that would have you, Caitlin, crying every episode. <laughs> every single episode. I I started watching that with Andrew because we watched, when we first started dating, we watched mm-hmm. Dexter first. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's so good. And Andrew was like, well, if you like Dexter, you'll probably like Six Feet Under because it also has Michael C. Hall. And I was like, oh, dumb. <laughs> and like, we're watching it in my dorm in episode one. I'm like, holding back tears already because it's just like oh my god what are we watching it was so good it's a really good series that just like oh. yeah i'll add that to my list <laughs> we have that on dvd by the way okay the series when i want to watch something that will make me cry mm-hmm. when you feel like a good cry is it like a satisfying cry or is it just sad crying um or is it just, like, a mix of a bunch it's, of different it's like emotions? It's, a mix, yeah. They basically, um, it's a family that will work, like, their funeral for yeah. their family and stuff. Yeah. And so you're just, you're kind of seeing, like, the lives of people and, like, the people that come and go. Mm-hmm. Um, every episode starts with a death. Mm-hmm. Like, in a bad way. Yeah. I've seen a couple of episodes. It's pretty intense. Yeah, I think Andrew made us like our friend group watch it in high school like a couple of episodes so this is dark (laughs) yeah i think it was one of those things where it was like very late at night and we were like what do we do now he was like we could watch six feet under because i just remember like me and alex and andrew and like all of our Uh other friends and it just being like very dark Mm -hmm. like late 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 at night watching that show but i don't really remember any of it um yeah. So anyway. <laughs> check out 100 Days My Prince and Six Feet Under. Yeah, yeah. Probably two very tonally different <laughs> shows, but who knows. Um what else? Oh, do you have a fashion moment? Mm. I do um. not. <laughs> well, I will say um what's her face? Anna, mm-hmm. her shoes that she's wearing Oh, yeah. I have some shoes that are very the similar to that. The shoes that she stole from Miran? Miran? Yeah. I'm assuming they're Miran's. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed those, too. Those are cool. And I liked how the pants were just a little bit of ankle showing. Mm-hmm. No sock. Yeah, she looks good. Mm-hmm. But she yeah. looked really tall. Yeah, I wonder how yeah. tall she is. Mm-hmm. Fashion. She looked great. Anna looked great. Whatever. Finally wearing clothes. Yeah, not, not just a nightgown or a robe. Mm-hmm. Um... I love you. The ramen again. The kitten. The kitten, yeah. The kitten and ramen. Those are two <laughs> I love yous. Um, I mean, I thought it was sweet. Like, her, the flashback of her and her mom dancing together was, like, kind of cute, yeah. too. But kittens beat that, so. They're so tiny. I know. Oh, seeing that just makes me want a kitten so bad. It was just, like, pawing at her, mm-hmm. her legs. Like, give me more food. The little meeps. Yeah. So, so I cute. I love kitten meeps. Me too. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. If you guys have kittens, please tweet us. <laughs> <laughs> tweet us your kittens watching K-dramas. Yes. My kitten, uh, who's not really kittens a kitten. Kittens K-dramas. That's, that's the hashtag. hashtag oh, my God. Let's start that. Yeah. Miles always watches Miles does watch. I have on my personal Instagram that I realize I haven't updated in like a year. I noticed. (laughs) Caitlin up to nothing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like 
I feel like when I, if I were to put an Instagram up, it has to be, like, some sort of, like, production or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, like, too lazy, and then I overthink Instagram a lot, and I'm just, like, mostly on Twitter now. But I do have a hashtag, uh, or, like, what do you call that? Like, a story category or whatever. Called Miles Watches. Hashtag Miles Watches. And I just, like, film my cat watching TV. But I haven't done it in a while. I'll start to start it up. And then we can start the hashtag kittens and K-dramas. Mm-hmm. So please tweet us or Instagram us. Uh, tag us in your Instagram story of your cat or dog uh, watching K-dramas. Yeah. Evie likes to watch. Mm-hmm. Cute. Cute. All righty. I think that's it. Follow yes. us. Uh, so, yeah, tweet us all those things at OKRamaPod. Follow us on the things, the Instas and the Twitters. And the Facebooks. And the Facebooks. OKDrama Podcast. All of the links are in the show notes below. You can check out our website for, like, past episodes and, you know, it's good to have Cheers. a website, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, email us, OKDramaPodcast at gmail.com so we can read your sweet, sweet emails. And, yeah, like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Have fun out there. Uh, We We hope hope you are more rested than we are. Yes. Say that. Yes. Uh, Yeah. We're kind of running on empty. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) We will talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.